Welcome to the podcast dedicated to helping MSPs sell the right solution at the right price. Not the cheapest solution most businesses want, but the solution they need. When MSPs are selling and providing the very best solution, the state of IT available to the business market is elevated and everyone wins. This is Elevating IT. Welcome to the episode. Today's podcast is a great one. We are, and by we, I mean myself and Frank Benedetto, who is the founder of Audit, is joining me today to talk to Audit client Chadwick Holloman, who is Complication Resolver, one of my favorite titles I've ever heard, <laughs> at Technosis. And uh, Chadwick has been a user for not, not very long, but he's got some really amazing stories, amazing feedback, and um, I believe you'll enjoy this if you're an audit user. Uh, give you some insight into how he's using it successfully and what he's doing in his MSP. Uh, so without any further ado, I'm going to cut right over to our interview with Chadwick Holloman. Right on. How so, long have you been uh, using uh, audit for, Chad? So... I'll give you a 30 second run into that. Uh, I worked for Linkless Machine, which is a regional custom machine manufacturer in Green Bay. And we had an in-house IT person for since I got there. And then about two and a half years in, his attendance got really just wretched. And I was the backup for him. I have an HR background and I'm a millennial. So that's the extent of my IT. And so I was turning servers off and back on to get stuff going. I, you know, I was basically, he's out a day and the whole thing's down. We can't cut metal. So it's my job to figure it out. So eventually we let him go and uh, we interviewed like eight different IT companies, like for MSPs. And we went with Technosis and I was basically the, and I wouldn't ever recommend anybody doing this now that I've done it, but I was the go-between, like the funnel in which all the tickets went through me. I'd submit them out to the MSP and I'd work hand in hand with them basically every single day for about just over two years. Um, and then our company kind of fell in hard financial times, cut 30% of the office staff and someone could do half of my job that had to be done. So, and then IT just stayed with the company. So I went to a different company, hated it. And I called up the MSP that I was working with. And I said, hey, at one point you guys were interested in maybe having me do some stuff for you. Would you be interested in that? And so they actually made me a job, which is really cool. Um, it changes every day. <laughs> it's different stuff every day. But so full transparency, I had zero, um, zero experience in the MSP world, the language, uh, reporting, all that stuff. And so the reason I say all that is I knew nothing of your tool. I knew nothing of really the technology that goes into grading the, the companies in the tool. And in a span of, I don't know, maybe eight months now, I'd feel fairly comfortable leading any meeting with any customer with one of those reports, which is remarkable to me because it's, as you know, technology moves really quickly and it's very different customer to customer based on their setup, their size, the type of technology they're running in the building, what kind of industry they're in. And so I've just been super impressed with 
the functionality of it, the simplicity of it, but also that, you know, I can sit down with a CEO and I can show it to him and he's happy because it takes way less time for him to understand what's happening on a high level. But then you can sit down with maybe his go-to person or her go-to person and you have the details in there that you can share. You know, it's not just a green box. You know, you can go to help to support and they can see, oh, okay, we have uh, SLA metrics that we're meeting and recording every month or week or day or whatever. And we're reporting on that. And it says in the box, oh, everything looks good here. It's green. Um, we can move on. Or if it's yellow, let's say maybe uh, their staff is taking too long to respond um, with our SLA metrics and getting back to our tech. So it's dragging out the timeline, something like that. Now we can address that with them. And so you can dig as deep into the weeds as you want and you can kind of go as high level as you want. And my boss said something really insightful once is like, we could have built this in Excel or some other tool ourselves. We definitely could have done that if we wanted that to be the only thing we ever did. Um, but this basically took it. And when we're on the second quarter now of implementation. So like we've already met with people once with their baseline plan and now we have the comparison audit and those have just been going so great because they see the progression. They see the red boxes flipping to green or the green box flipping to yellow. And now it's, you know, the score, the amazing financial piece that you put where this is what you're paying with us. If you went to market on your own and you try to do this by yourself, this is what it would cost. It's a very powerful tool to just giving them that trust that I think they should have probably had anyways, but because, you know, MSPs are kind of, you don't want to hear from them until you have to. And so they're not, you know, out of sight, out of mind kind of a thing. So it's been really great. You're, um, you're doing more account management slash sales for that MSP then? Yeah, I kind of do. Before COVID hit, I was doing all the, I do all the TBRs. So I do, um, I don't do the reports generation, but I do the entire compilation. Like I put everything together into the, we actually have like a hundred some page report that we generate quarterly for every single customer. Um, and that's, you cannot go through that in an hour and a half with a customer, right? And honestly, you see their eyes glaze over us the second they see how big that PDF is. Mm -hmm. And it's actually so big, you can't even send them through an email. It's through a workplace link oh folder, a shared <laughs> folder. So like, that's the other thing about this report is like, it is really nice that you just send that to them along with the other thing. and they can pass this along to their boss and say, this is where it's at and not have to show them a 120 page report. Have you done any uh, virtual business reviews yet with the, uh, yeah, yeah, we're strictly digital right now. Um, which on our end, because we're a hundred percent telecommute based company, it works great for us on our end, but it's also a really good selling point for companies who haven't invested in that part of their company yet, because maybe it wasn't essential before. Now it's, Hey, maybe this means you need a $800 owl camera that can capture everybody around in your social distancing conference room. And it's seamless and pops up on the thing. And now that's a box that we can check right on the, cause that's right. one of our, our measured metrics in our, not our infrastructure piece, but I think in the focus areas or something that we created. Cool. But um, it's, yeah, it's been really cool to, to be able to do them and, and with that, cool. but yeah. I want to step back for one second because you mentioned something it, it, uh, it actually piqued my interest. So you're not very technical by your own admission. 
And I would say, let's say we had a scale from, from zero to 10, right? 10 on the complexity uh, scale or IT knowledge scale, like, you know, at the top, zero being at the bottom. Where do you think you fall in there from zero to 10? Well, there's people who can go take a bunch of random equipment and build a server closet and get a company up and running. And I would assume that person's a 10. It's incredible what they can do. And they, it's like if I could take a bike apart and put it back together, but that doesn't mean I understand what's happening and functioning and how to improve it. And there are people who obviously can do that. So they're a 10. So I would say based on that scale. And then also I've, when I was the go between the funnel for the tickets, there were also people that like, Hey, my mouse isn't working. And it's like, did you turn it on? <laughs> you know, there's that. And so that's zero. I'd say I'm like a four, maybe a five. Um, I technology doesn't intimidate me. I just, I like to Google something and get the fastest answer. I don't want to sit and read a book about how, why it is the way it is. Right. So so one thing that we found is um, we, Mike and I talk about this a lot is the curse of knowledge that we as MSPs suffer from because many of us are nines and tens on that scale. Yep. And what it, what a nine looks like is that 300 page yep. presentation. Oh, it could be a, a thousand pages. Yeah. yeah or that, right. And more the better. Right. I mean, you know, Hey, let's get up to a 10. Yep. Um, and what we say is, is, you know what, you want to strive to be the perfect two. And this is the reason why is because the people that you're presenting to your clients, they're a two, maybe a three. Yep. That's where they're going to buy from you. So the reason why I asked the question is, is because we find that the MSPs that feel like, or, or the people in the MSP that feel like they're closer to the beginning of that scale, you know, the, the one, two, three, four, they actually appreciate the tool because oh, they realize yeah. that it's the simplicity and also the emotion that helps sell. And they mm -hmm. realize that they connect with their client much better. The MSPs that are the nines and tens and unwilling to like, let go of that. Yeah. will never feel good using the audit report because it, it they can't satisfy their, their own um, uh, sense for, for, well, for sure. and data. But, they, but it doesn't sell. And, and in order to, to get them to that point to be successful, they've got to give in. And, and we say, here's what a two looks like. And we hold up the audit report, right? And I think that's one of the, the keys here. And you're, you're kind of proving um, our theory in sure. that, you know, if, if you are able to easily buy into, uh, I've got to be a two or a three because I'm talking to twos or threes, yep. then I'm going to have a much easier time selling. Um, really all that other techie stuff just satisfies the MSPs and makes them feel good. Um, you know, of course, every once in a while, you know, you might get questioned, Hey, do you have some proof for this? But it's very rare. I mean, I can't tell you the last time one of our clients or even prospects yeah. me for empirical data. I mean, it's just, you know, if I went to the doctor and the doctor said, you know, you have <laughs> I wouldn't ask him to prove I want to see the red blood cell counts because I don't, <laughs> right. I go, okay. Yeah. You know, so anyway, I appreciate, you know, the, the comments there. I'll, I'll oh, Mike, absolutely. I have some questions there. So uh. I wish honestly for those, those people that are nines and tens that are running those companies, you know, they're not wrong. Those details are important. I, and I'm not, it's not to diminish any of that, but what I will say is that if they could see one of our meetings, how it was before, and they could see it now, yeah, I just, it would speak for itself. It just would that it's just objectively easier 
more on target. And it just, by the time you hit that last quadrant and you wrap it up, that customer is so, they're so confident at that point. Their questions are all answered to the point where it's just like, they want to get out of there. Like, they're just like, okay, I got other stuff. That's how good they feel about it. Because if they didn't feel good, trust me, they would be digging in. They would be asking questions. This is their livelihood, especially right now in the middle of an unprecedented pandemic. And yet they're screaming to get out of there because they're happy enough to just, okay, you guys got this cover. That's great. I'm a firm believer that, you know, every MSP is driven by the innate desire to really help their, their clients. I mean, they really, I see the passion, you know, because you're a nine or a 10 doesn't make you, make you bad. It just means you're super knowledgeable and your passion is probably even, even higher, but there's also frustration because it's hard to get the SMBs to buy your solutions and who suffers in the end of the SMBs, right? They oh, just, of course. Buy. And it's frustrating. So those MSPs really, they really want to do good, but they're, they're held back because of their inability to effectively sell. And it, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. I know it because I was one of them at Absolutely. one time where, you know, I said, there's gotta be a better way. Um, I, I really want to do good here and I can't, I can't do it. It's just not working or they're, or they're buying you know, the buying the other guy's solution because it's just cheaper. And so this tool has really helped uh, me and I know a lot of other MSPs yeah. get the right solutions into the hands of their prospects and clients. And that's really what's ultimately most important, you know, where our success is really dictated by the success of the companies that we can help. So um, I think we're doing a good thing all around. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. And, and, also, and also thank you for making the tool because it's, <laughs> it's fantastic. But it was only for me. I just, you know, Mike and those guys convinced me to give it to us. What did Heath Ledger say? If you're good at something, never do it for free. Yeah. No, I'm glad you're having success with it. It's, uh, yeah. that, that actually makes me happy because our, our why at audit uh, from day one was to help elevate the, uh, the quality of IT uh, available to the SMB space. Because I would go into a prospect and I'd say, how in the world could they be working with, with another MSP? And their IT, it looks like this, right? And it's not because the yeah. solutions didn't exist. And really what I boiled it down to was it was because they, they couldn't sell the right solutions, but you know, they don't know how to communicate it and the SMB won't, doesn't buy it. And then they and only to learn. be fair, like a, a firewall and its impact on a company is so critical, but to it's such an abstract like concept to a CEO of a manufacturing company that makes, you know, like pet food. Right. automated equipment or so you know like they're not thinking about that ever the right. only time they ever think about that is when there's a problem red box right a red box gets the trick done exactly because they're going oh you know if you're not ceo if you're not kind of an achiever mentality right typically you're going to want to turn that box into at least yellow or something yeah. so and you bring up a good point the abstract nature of it and the fact that it's you know we're not selling the same solutions even if we even no. if we prospect makes it very difficult for a client to figure out which one to go with. And if you don't educate the client, make it easy for them to compare the solutions, then what they're going to do is just buy based on price and and oftentimes the least expensive. So, you know, that was part of why we wanted to quantify that with a score. So we could say, Hey, you're out of 42. Yeah. Yeah. Us. Our solutions are 97. They don't even know what the solution is. All they know is like, it's a lot of green. And it's a 97 and it's going to cost me $2,500 a month. And, and most of the time that's where the sale is made. The proposal is really nothing more than just a formal 
you know, formality at that point. Yeah, see all this stuff you don't understand totals up 2,500. Just sign on the dotted line. So, um, you know, that, that, that was the intended use. That's what I found. And I almost think that in the beginning, Michael tell you um, when we were teaching this, because we kind of invented a category. There was no sales presentation tool. Um, people were like, this can't work. This is too simple. Like this little thing. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to do a $5,000 a month deal. I've got to show them 5,000 pounds of paper. Like that's going to sell. And then little by little, MSP started using it. We would get testimonials and people would say, I can't believe that. Uh, it worked. We said, we told you, you just got to follow the process. And, and me as a four, seeing it for the first time and having been the go-to person that met with the MSP and had to relay that up to my CEO and give status reports and be accountable to those things and the uptime and the improvements and progression and workstations being out of date and flipping those over. That, as soon as I saw it, I thought, this is exactly what I need because, um, or I'm sorry, this is exactly what I would have needed having been in that situation because my boss wants five minutes. He doesn't want an hour. He, like he doesn't want to meet for the hour and a half that we scheduled. If he can get that done in five minutes, he'll do it in five minutes. And so this you enables you to do also that. For new prospects or are you only using it right now for uh, business reviews? Where we're at with the size of our company, I forget the, the terminology of what our CEO calls it, but it's like, there's like this spell where when you, if you hit this point when you've grown that if you grow any further without getting rid of somebody that's taking up a lot of your energy and time, um, you will burn out all of your internal resources and have to like hire more people, which will raise your expenses, which will force you to take in more customers. So what we're really at right now is trying to stabilize our current customers through COVID because some of our customers are unaffected. We, one of our customers though, was literally all they do is um, they do media for large outdoor gatherings. So their business is gone. It just got sucked into space somewhere. It's, it's gone, no more. And so like we had to adjust a lot of how we operate to more of like, and the other thing is everybody's now working from home. Well, every single person who went to go work from home is a ticket. You know, that's somebody who needs a webcam. That's somebody who needs, you know, um, to get through the firewall or have splash top set up or any one of these things. And so um, it burnt a lot of our resources for like, I'd say a few weeks. And now then the ticket load goes down because I think people are at home and they're more settled and content than even they would be at the office. But um, yeah, I, to answer your question, I'm excited for when we're able to do that. The thing that I am using it for, and don't get mad, I don't know if this is going to be good or bad for you guys to hear, but I, I came up with this idea that, okay, if we're going to get past this step and we're going to onboard somebody who maybe is higher revenue, less output eventually, right? I mean, you have to get their infrastructure up to the right level and then things kind of hum along like a nicely fine-tuned machine. But to be able to do that, you need to know where everybody stands. And so I basically created what I call a customer health matrix. So I take your four quadrants, nine boxes in each, and I rate every single one of our customers with nine focus areas in those four quadrants 
on how is the relationship? What's the trust level with the C-level people like? Have they, do they have high potential for um, investments in their infrastructure? Are they really topped out at this point? Um, how, how much effort do we put in for help desk as far as how much profit do we get out of their monthly MSP bill? Um, and so the goal is once we get all the clients rated, we'll know where we stand. And it's, oh, wow, well, even though this person's $4,000 a month, we could replace them with a $2,500 a month and we'd still kind of in a way come out ahead because of the amount of time that we get back that we could put towards projects for other companies that we're falling behind on, that that's actual revenue that we could get into our business. And so that's kind of what I'm working on uh, with the tool right now is being able to, we already have them set up for their audit set them up for a different template that we can rate them actually internal facing for that mm -hmm. as well. So that's we, pretty cool. We do something like that. Similar. Like we have all of our clients um, on a spreadsheet alphabetical. We have MRR listed next to yep. it. And then we have three columns and we do red, yellow, green. And one is cultural fit. One is serviceability and one is profitability. Yep. And um, we uh, solicit the input from our, our service people on the um, serviceability and the culture side of it. Because yeah. you know, to your point, we have clients that are high MRR and they're red on the culture or they drive, they kill us. Exactly. We have ones that are red on profitability and red on serviceability. We should probably think about getting rid of those. But and as we mature, you know, we look at it that way and say, you know what, this client, even though that, you know, we, we always want to do uh, what's right for everybody maybe this client is worth letting go because it's just the fit. Exactly. Or so we, we do some of that. I would be interested in, um, in, in speaking with you guys uh, later on down the line again, um, when you're using some prospects, because you're actually doing it in the order that we recommend. Because one thing that Mike and I found uh, in the beginning was the goal of this was to get you new clients, right. And to grow your, mm -hmm. grow your business, but not everybody had a prospect that they, um, we're ready to run, you know, an audit on. And then when you got one, uh, many MSPs were afraid to burn the prospect, right? On this new process, especially if you're like, Hey man, this is, this is a two and I'm a nine. And like, it just feels weird. So what we recommended was start out with business reviews. You've got clients, right? You're probably not doing a great job at doing these business reviews. So why don't you use audit and see what happens? What's the worst thing that could happen? The client goes, Oh, I really wish I had, we can go through the hundred page report because this <laughs> is simple and we've only, we've, we've covered it in a half an hour instead of seven. So, you know, like jokingly, we, we want people to, to, to do it, to get used to it and to gain confidence and, and to prove to themselves that this actually works really well and then go out and get some new clients. And uh, so we'd love, we would love to, you know, have, have a follow-up conversation just to see yeah, that'll be great. Uh, when we can, you know, break free of our, 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 our home prisons and, you know, get back in front of <laughs> prospects and see. So yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have to check back in with you later on down the line. Absolutely. I'd actually like to ask you, and that's a good segue into a question that I had based on something you said a while, a few moments ago is, is that if, the MSPs could see how you do your TBRs. They would jump on audit because it, here's yeah. the big challenge is, is, you know, I'm in the trenches with doing demos with clients and, and I may have done a demo with you. You know, I, I, you answer, did. I answer questions. I, I do all of the kind of onboarding, 
So one of the biggest things that I find is that if I can get any MSP to sit down with a client with that audit report, that shows them more than anything else. It, it opens their eyes, right? And they, yeah. they, but here's the thing with MSPs. MSPs are very technical. They like taking things apart. They like really talking about the technology. They like educating and, and they can't get to the point where they actually have a report to generate because they're looking, they're just looking for more ways to put more stuff in there. So yeah, help me to help me to communicate that to them on what, you know, from your feedback, because if, as you said, if they could see it, they'd be. Well, something convinced. that just struck me as you said that, that I actually now kind of want to go develop and kind of think about is, you know, when you onboard people into your MSP, not all of them are going to be highly technical, but even if they are, it, like we said before, every customer is going to be built differently based on their needs technology wise, right? Well, what would be the easiest way for them to get used to or knowledge of what each customer's infrastructure is like? Well, now we have a really high level report that even though it's not the specific, you know, it's not a Dotto, Alto, whatever installed. I mean, you can get that specific in the language because we went through and wrote custom uh, rating pieces like verbiage for every single thing. None of them are meets expectations or satisfactory anything it's literally all custom stuff because you gave us the option we said let's run with it and so um you could drill down that far if you wanted but i'm thinking like man if i if we hired say a salesperson to come in how are they going to really quickly go figure out without having to take a tech for 30 minutes and go through the whole company how are they going to figure out where this where these people are at and what they need boom right here first week while you don't want to train them for, you just need like an hour break to go do actual work. Hey, go pop through such and such customers and go look at their last two, three uh, QBR audit reports and, and go look and see, you know, the progression that they've made, the investments in infrastructure, that kind of stuff. And they would get a feel really so much faster, I feel like, than even having a conversation. Um, and I just kind of realized that as you said that, that like... <laughs> But I think ultimately to answer your question for showing the people the value is if an MSP was on the fence with this product and they didn't understand its value because they're a nine, I would say go find the least technical person in your company that knows the least about your customers and show them, quiz them before and after you show them one of these reports on the customer and see how much sticks to the wall when you throw it at it. And I can almost promise you that they'll take so much more away from it than if you just sat and talked to them, they took notes. So I think, I think it could be, a, now that I think about it, I think it'd be a powerful training tool internally as well, um, you know, for your own people. So I think there's a lot of applications that, that it could be used for. What were you doing before you used audit? Um, the 100 page QBR reports. And they would, we would have someone who manually wrote an executive summary portion that ate up tons of their time because you, you're a human being and you know this is client-facing and it's intimidating to sit down and write all this verbiage that is customer-facing that they're going to see. It's written in stone now in a customer folder that they can download. And they'd overthink and it would take hours and hours and people would kind of put it off and they wouldn't want to do it. And now it's this thing that... You know, I won't lie, like the first time we do one for a company, it's probably 30, 45 minutes with myself and two of the most important people in the company sitting down. And that's valuable time.
But I tell you what, now that we're on the second one and you have a comparison on it and I just clone the previous one, load it in, put the new title in, and then we sit down and has anything changed? It takes five minutes. Right. So it's you, incredible. You think like how many hours was it taking? Like four, eight? Oh my God, it's impossible. I mean like hundreds of hours a year, I'm sure. Per client though, what do you think? Um, here's what I'll say. Per quarter, per customer, for the executive summary portion that this is ultimately replacing at least a couple hours. So if we have, you know, 40 some MSP clients, a couple hours a piece per quarter times four, that's a lot of time. Yeah. yeah plus you and have, and it's time that they don't like, that's the other thing. You can't really quantify that. It's time that they don't want to be doing that thing that now you've innovated a solution that's easy and palatable and you're excited about because you know your customer likes it and is excited about it and you, and you, hit, you hit a very good point which is you don't want to do it right you no know, you don't want to do it because it's not fun you dread it and then, then I, that was that was part of my challenge with uh, new prospects right as i was doing marketing yeah absolutely i get a prospect to say yeah i would love to have you come and do a business review and i'd say great and then i'd go back and you have and to I'd, sit down and write it oh god i gotta, <laughs> I gotta yeah i gotta put this together god forbid i got two in the same week, right? It's like exhausting to- Yeah, if it doesn't feel like a firm lead, I'm sure you're like, you know what, Never mind. I got plenty of other yeah. things I could spend my time on. And it's just, you think about that and as part of your sales process, you've got such a critical piece of the process that is like complete misery for you. Like how long until you just don't do it anymore or you're completely, you know, disenfranchised where you just think like, well, you know, I'll let someone else do this. So- I think I, a lot I, of MSPs don't do QBRs really. They don't. Yeah, we, like, uh, have you ever heard of Chartech? You do. Mm -hmm. So I went out and I did, when I first got hired into uh, my company, they flew me out to Bakersfield and I met with Alex and I did the whole academy thing at Chartech. And there were, you know, there were a lot of MSPs there with me. And these are all like people who are in the trenches. It's probably their MSP, right? Their livelihood, you know, and they're sitting there and I've been there two weeks with the company. You know, I barely know what a, a QBR TBR is. And, but I'd already done one and been through the reports and I'd already looked at the audit tool. That was one of the reasons Bob, my boss hired me was so that I could come in and help implement this because you don't need a highly technical person to do, to present these reports. Um, and so when Alex was talking about, you know, MSPs and, and people doing QBRs, I saw a lot of people kind of get this guilty look on their face. Like, yeah, we're not really doing that. And it makes sense now, now that I have to do the, you know, I haven't always been the one who did the TBR audits and compilation of those reports and make sure all the data is right before we ship that off to a customer. I didn't always have to do that. Now that I do, I get it. I, I wouldn't want to do that either. I'd want to make sure that I'm getting their new server in or getting something that's getting me money back in return for my investment and in time. So I understand why people don't do it, but it is a very, in my opinion, unless you're locked into some ironclad legal contract, you know, we do, I don't even think we have, you know, contracts that people have to abide by. I think we're like month to month or something because it's such a relationship business for us that well, you can do that when you have a high level of trust and you're meeting with them frequently and you're in front of them and have their ear. But if you weren't, I just, I feel like, man, you'd be flying really blind. Yeah. 
Let's cut to the chase too. Um, are you guys selling more with these uh, audit reports than you were before? So that was something we were talking about before you got on the call. So um, it's been more of like a, this is what's coming traditionally. And then in the last 24 hours, we've had two. And we just did a huge server upgrade yesterday that we were able to do, I think as a hardware as a service because of the report, you know, there's the red box, here we are. Now they may have done it if we didn't have the report, but you know, you never know. It presented, there's this box that's mostly green, one yellow box and the one glaring red box that says server. That's the most important thing in a non-technical person's mind. They're gonna wanna fix that, right? <laughs> and so um, they did. And so that I forget how much money that is just automatically infused into the business. But, um, and then today as well, we had another one that we closed. So in the last 24 hours, I think we've had two. So, um, and I feel like that's going to happen more and more as we have these comparison audits. Cause like when I get on the call, I'm the first one on the call, you know, everybody gets in and then I actually have my screen shared right away with that page, the last page of that PDF that I run, that's the top and bottom comparison audit. Here's your old score with the boxes. Here's your new one. And I want that to be the first thing on their mind and the last thing on their mind when they leave that conversation is we are making progress. You can see the progress. Your investment is worth it. This is how much you would be spending. Yeah, there's also some psychology behind uh, that, which you know we of course didn't invent, but it works in, in this scenario is that when you do a business review, you know, if they're your current client, you're probably in the, in the 90s, right? Unless they just don't listen to you. So, you know, you might have a 92, 93, whatever. What, they, what, what has been found is psychologically, people are more motivated to go from a 90 to 100 because they're that much closer to the finish line. Really? Yeah. Than if you're going from a 50 to a 60. Like, you, like, you, like if yeah. you're at a 50 and you go, so I'm going to do yeah. all this and I'm at a 60 and I'm still like 40 away from the finish line. Like there's not a ton of motivation, but when you can taste victory, yeah. success, which in their mind, remember it's a, you know, you want to be a perfect two in their mind, it's that 100. Right. So I find that people are like, okay, let's just do it. Right. Because they know, well, I'll go from a 92 to a 97. Like that is super satisfying for them. Yeah. And, and so psychologically, what, what we have found is that if you follow this process in business reviews, you'll sell more, more easily just because of that phenomena. And like, I kid around, I say this all the time. I go, I just tell people I sell green boxes, right? If that's your yeah. client, yeah. they, uh, you know, they like, you know, you didn't trust you already within reason. And as long as whatever you're selling them, isn't like a, you know, secretly an extra two grand a month, they're going to say, okay, let's do it. And Mike, uh, you know, Mike is always marvel. Like my customers are really super trained with this, that like, if I go in and there's a red box, they look at me like, why are you even showing me this? Like, why didn't you just, just fix it, make it green, man. Yeah. So like we, I, I, we were in, uh, in, in early March last time we traveled and, uh, and I, you know, I ended up implementing a, a, a vendor's uh, cyber solution. And I rolled it out across all my clients and I increased their managed workstation by three bucks during COVID-19. And I have one yeah. client complaint. Not a single one said, oh my God, like, why did you raise it? If they did, I'd say, well, we added something. We didn't just raise our rates. Uh, but Mike was like amazed. And he's like, you mean, you don't have to go to like all of your clients 
and go through a whole sales pitch? I said, no, because they probably, they'd be more mad at me for wasting their time to say, is it okay if I add three bucks a month to your workstation for this? Thing? Yeah. Yeah. They're like, just, just do it. We trust you. And you know what? I figure too, in the off chance, there's like one or two clients that complain as they say, you know, it's easier to beg for forgiveness than to ask permission sometimes. So, and you know what I, I, and I saw what was coming. I said, you know, our clients are all going to be working from home. Um, I identified the increased risk and I felt that this vendor solution was going to help us mitigate that. I'd much rather roll it out and not have the phone calls that, Hey, we have problems. And I say, Oh, it's too bad. You know, we didn't get a chance to do a business review. I could have, uh, your bill would have been up, you know, 20 bucks this month, but we would have had this coverage, right? So that's kind of culturally where we like to try to get yep. to with, with all of the clients. And by doing this process, you get there pretty quickly. It makes selling a whole lot easier. And then, you know, at the end of the day, you scratch your head and say, listen, you know, I'm here to, to get a new client and to keep these clients happy and with the right solutions. I'm not trying to give anybody an IT, you know, PhD. And, you know, if you're a nine or a 10, feels weird because you've got this desire inside to satisfy yourself with all this, you know, all this knowledge, that hundred page or a thousand page report. When you're two, three or four, um, your life is a whole lot easier as an MSP, as a salesperson, and you're getting the right solutions into the hands and you're allowing the, the SMB to make a buying decision and you're not selling them really, really they're buying from you. Um, is really what this is. Mike and I talk about it is it's just, you're educating them. Here's a red box. I felt like I need to tell you, I do have uh, something that would, you know, could be a solution. They always say, how much is that? I happen to have a proposal with me so I can reference, Hey, it's, you know, three bucks more a workstation. You got 20 workstations, be $60. Okay, let's do it. And then I, when I go back, I'll just send them a uh, electronic um, uh, proposal. They could sign it real quick implement I'm done green box the other thing is if you don't do it one of the challenges i always ran into over the years was like we'd have this conversation client i'd confuse the client to death this is before audit they'd say i no nah, i would i don't want to do that now i say okay a year later there's a problem and then they want to know what we could do about it of course i say well we could sell you this thing it's you know cost you 60 bucks a month that would have prevented this from happening and they look at me like, why weren't we doing that? And I say, well, don't you remember two years ago when I told you about it? And they're like, no, I don't. And of course they don't remember that, right? They didn't even remember it the day that I told them about it, right? Because it's so confusing. So what ultimately winds up happening is, is this covers your butt. Because if they say, no, I don't want to do it, they still have a red box there. And the next quarter is another red box. And the next quarter is another red box. You won't get absolutely many quarters because the box is going to bug them to death and they're going to turn it green. But it or if they don't and they don't care, there's the health of the customer. That's a really important, useful piece yeah. of data that is okay. They're not going to play ball with us on this. And even though they are revenue, I could find somebody who's eager to invest in their company and make the improvements that I suggest because I'm the expert that they hired to do this. And they are supposed to trust me because I trust them um, to invest my company into them. And so, yeah, that's a really important piece of data right there. That's like, okay, well, guess what? You know, maybe we're not a good fit, you know? And that's a, for me, I feel like if it was my company, that would be the most important 
piece of data, which is, are they going to trust me at the end of the day when I tell you, or are they going to see me as a slimy car salesman that's trying to take advantage of them? Because if that's how they see me, when push comes to shove and, and I'm trying to help them at the end of the day to get some piece of technology, maybe for a different, we had a customer who did have an amazing relationship with our uh, visionary CEO and they got struck by lightning. Their building got struck by lightning. It wiped everything out internally and they were running 24 hours later on loaned equipment um, up and going. They're a law firm. So they're literally billable time. So that 24 hours was critical to getting them making money again. And they were going, they were good to go. And other than a couple, you know, PCs that were on the PC refresh program that hadn't quite been up to date or whatever, good to go. Right. And so that's, that's what trust will get you when you don't trust. Guess what? Now you're out of business because your entire infrastructure just collapsed underneath you. Um, so because of some weird act of God, we talk really, there's only um, three outcomes, especially when you're dealing with a prospect, right? So when you're talking about if there's a good fit or not for you, but there's only three, uh, three outcomes here is either they're going to uh, buy from you now, right? They're going to buy less from you now, or they're going to buy later, right? So, you know, buy later is no, I don't want to do this now. But, you know, if you've sold the uh, audit to them and you've gone through the presentation, they will remember what you've showed them. It'll bother them that they have a 43 and there's a whole lot of red and yellow. <laughs> Might get them later. And if you charge for the audit, which you should, you got paid for your time and you've given them something of value. Um, if they buy from you now, that's awesome. But one of the other key elements of this is if somebody says, well, I'd like to, I'd like to buy from you, but I, I don't want to spend as much. I simply am able to say, okay, which boxes would you like to turn red or yellow? And so I can lower the price, but you're going to get less. It's not, I'm going to just lower my price because I was lying to you about like how much I could sell it for. It's because I yeah. think that's kind of weaselly. Like I just got a quote for, uh, for landscape lighting. <laughs> the guy gave me a quote. It's pretty expensive. Yep. And, um, I, so I, you know, I told him I'd call him. I called him back and I said, listen, I really want to use you guys. I really want to do it. I think you're probably the best fit for me, but I really don't want to spend this much. So is there anything we, anything we can do to make this cheaper? And I always ask the question because there's only one of two ways we go. Either he's going to lower his price. Yep. Which is probably the wrong thing to do although I'll benefit, or he's going to say to me, well, we can use cheaper lights. You know, you want to use the plastic ones instead of the brass ones, or do you want to put in 20 lights instead of 30? Like that'll cut down. I don't want to hear that. But anyway, what did he do? He just gave me a lower price. So I was like, I'm glad I opened my mouth, but it makes me feel like, you know, the first time around, he, you know, if you don't negotiate, you know, you don't ask, you don't get, but with audit, I don't have the conversation. If somebody says to me, well, can I want to do it for cheaper? I go, yeah, let's see what we can turn red or yellow. That's not what they want. They want to know, can I get all this for the, for less with keeping all this, but I, I can't, you know, that was my price. I have to, you know, I have margs I have to maintain. So I say, well, we can take out, you know, you want to take out the firewall? No, of course not. All right, we can remove the antivirus. No, no, no. I really want that. How about the spam filter? Well, no, we need that. You know what? All right, let's do it. And if in the and if in the off chance maybe they find like one thing they think they can live out, ah, let's not do dark web monitoring. Okay, you know it's going to be red on your report on every business yep. review. Dark web monitoring. You're going to be right back to where I got you. It's just I I want to make the sale. I'm not going to lose it because of you know. We the, actually do it for ourselves too. 
we have a, in the MSP section, like the managed services section, we yep. have acceptable use policy. We have bring your own device uh, policy stuff that we haven't written that. And so we're read on that box. And every meeting that that's read, we have to come to them and be accountable to that and tell them, yeah, yeah, we didn't prioritize that this quarter. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Holding your, yelling your own feet to the fire. Yeah. So I had an idea for you guys. I don't, you know, you probably don't want to invest more time in this or maybe you do. I don't know, but um something that might be interesting for some of those customers that you currently have, or even prospecting new ones, it'd be interesting if you could have like a report that you could export just the color boxes and the budget piece of all the customers that you have in your umbrella to show them, this is where they were. Mm -hmm. This is where they are. This is what they paid. And then you could show them, listen, this is my portfolio. You could call it like a portfolio section. It's just literally a report that just dumps the two reports and the budget piece into a high level like report that you can show them. And I feel like, like as a two, you'd see that and you go, well, I want to be green. That's what they paid. They paid that to be all green. Okay. All right. Yeah. One of the things that we're looking at is capturing the vertical that uh, your prospect or client is in. So the auditees vertical yep. and then being able to take that data and compare it. So, you know, like one idea might be yeah. average law firm or, you know, like we have legal as the vertical yep. average law firm is paying $3,000 a month, you know, to get all green. And you know, it depends on the size. So there's, there's some nuances here, but there's some, uh, some ideas here. So, well, I appreciate uh, you taking the time. I want to be respectful of, of your time. We have five minutes left. I'm not sure if there's any, uh, any last minute, uh, any comments or any other. Uh, Just thank you guys. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for your product. I really enjoy it. I'm excited to use it every time I do. Um, you guys did a great job. Thanks. Truthfully. Did you sign up as an affiliate pro, uh, partner, by the way? I don't know. I don't think so. Because sure. uh, if, if there's other MSPs that, uh, you know, Mike had mentioned, you had, you had told some other MSPs about us, but. Uh, as long as they're not in Green Bay. Yeah. <laughs> as long as they're not yeah, here. Up to you. you tell, you can, you can refer wherever you want. If you I know. ever go out to Chartech again, I'll for sure be singing your guys' praises to everybody there. Yeah, because, um, yeah, for you and for any MSP client of ours, you know, any client, if they want to know how to get to the, uh, to that section to sign up for the affiliate program, it's right in the app. So if you okay. go into your app and on the left is the navigation panel down on the bottom, yep. it's, it's going to say referral program. Yeah. Just makes awesome. it a little bit financially rewarding for you. If, you know, if you refer some people, yeah. like, thank you. And, you know, we've, we've got some partners that, you know, refer people all the time and I don't even know. I mean, their net subscription is probably negative. We probably pay them to be a subscriber, but uh, you know, it helps, uh, it helps the community. So good yeah. stuff. No, I, I would love to think about that a little bit. So. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on here. And, and I have to say before we wrap that I love your, um, your title. I don't know if this is your actual title, but what you have on LinkedIn. Yeah. Is they're kind of a fun company where it's like, they're like, everybody makes their titles. Right. And like I said, I was an HR manager before this. And um, when I was at the manufacturing company, I oversaw safety, HR, IT, and something else. Well, this and, is what uh, everybody's everybody's title should be this. Tell them what you I think. know. But I thought, I was like, what do I really do? I can't say HR because we're such a small company. We're like 14 people. And like, I don't, you know, I'm going to be so multifaceted. I'm like, you know what? I love solving problems. 
for people. It's what gets me out of bed. And that's the thing that I like doing gets my heart beating. So I'll just be a complication resolver. You know, that's, that'll be what my title is. So that's the theme of, that's the theme of audit. That's why I love that. that Yeah. Popped at me. I was like, man, that's exactly what we try and do is, is uncomplicate. Donald Miller had interviewed uh, the CEO of Tom's, the shoe company. Yeah. Blake Mikowski. Yeah. And he said that titles don't really matter to him and that he yeah. lets people come up with whatever title they want. Yeah. Um, because that's like outside facing. So whatever makes them happy and whatever they think they do. He's fine with it. He said, you know, internally they give guidance to make sure you know, they're doing the right jobs. But yeah, we have an accountability chart. That, about. Yeah, but that's awesome. Yep. <laughs> cool. All right, gentlemen. Well, thanks for your time. You guys have a good weekend and uh, good yeah. luck. I would love to follow up with you and see how you're doing. You know, absolutely. Yeah. Anytime. And if you ever want me to like talk to somebody who's on the fence um, for five minutes or something and just have me sing my praises to them, I'd be happy to do it. Because honestly, I, you guys have built something amazing and the more money you make, the more improvements you'll make, the more I'll benefit. So it's awesome. kind of a whole circle, you know, cyclical thing. So that's great. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks. Take care guys. Well, thank you, Chadwick. Thank you, Frank, for joining. And thank you, everybody who's listening. We really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please spread the word and um, we'll see you on the next podcast. Mm-hmm.